Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. Hey, hey, Too Hot to Handle the Weather and Lydia Klima from Too Hot to Handle on Netflix's breakout TV show that just dropped right before the pandemic started, or maybe it was just after, I don't know. But she's our guest today. Lydia is on the line all the way from the UK, London, England. Fantastic conversation set up for you today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about the reality of reality television and so much more. It's going to be a great conversation. Thanks for listening and joining. And Lydia, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be able to talk to you. Well, we're talking to Lydia. You all know her from Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. She is across the pond uh, in England right now. So here it's 11 in the afternoon. It's almost nighttime for you there right now. Yeah, it's 7 p.m. over here. But I mean, it doesn't get dark till nearly 10 p.m. So it feels like the middle of the afternoon at the moment, um, which is nice. But the days are very long. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say it's super bright over there for being 7 p.m. But here, you know, in in, in the Bay Area in California, it's kind of the same way here. I mean, it doesn't get dark till almost 830, you know, before the sun actually starts going down. So it's crazy. But your days are a lot longer over there, right? Yeah, really long. And the thing is, is I'm an early riser anyway. So I'm up at like half past six and then it doesn't get dark till 10. So I am permanently tired at the moment. (laughs) But the weather's amazing, so it's fine. It's fine. Well, we've been in quarantine over here and in lockdown, and I think we're just now starting to come to the end of it. And so, obviously, I filled my time watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, which I think is probably one of the best reality shows on television. And, of course, you were one of the stars, but... Have you been in lockdown over there? Are are you guys still kind of in quarantine or what have you been up to besides playing pranks on your friends? (laughs) Oh no, you see my videos on Instagram. I mean, one, thank you for watching the show. I'm so glad you love it. It was the best experience to film. Um, But quarantine over here is still, we're still in it. We just are allowed out a bit more now and we're allowed to see one other member from a different household outside as long as we're two meters apart which makes it a tiny bit better, but uh, it could be at least July until we start to really see any change. So still going. What are you doing to fill your time? Are you just, you're hanging out with friends when you can acceptably, but are you, do you watch Netflix? Are you, do you watch yourself on television or are you trying to stay away from all of that? You know what? I've only watched myself once. I watched it the one time and that was it. I kind of, I don't know. It's weird watching yourself, isn't it? Um, but just recommendations of Netflix series that aren't too hot to handle is basically what's filling my time at the moment. And I try and go on walks a lot. I feel like get some fresh air while it's sunny and I've literally got nothing else to do. (laughs) So yeah, not too bored just yet. Not too bored just yet. So what were your initial reactions when you watched the show back? What did you think? I think it was weird to watch it back because I experienced it and you don't know how they're going to edit it and 
what bits are going to be in it, what bits aren't going to be in it. Because we obviously filmed it for four weeks, which is a very, very long time. So how they managed to get it down to eight episodes, I do not know whatsoever. Um, I feel like they could have put some more in it, definitely. But it was exciting. And I think we definitely all came across how we wanted to. Um, and our true personalities were shown, which is at the end of the day, that's what you want when you go on a TV show. You want to be who you are and be represented as you are. So you felt like you had a fair representation then of yourself and your personality as far as what they decided to show us on television. Yeah, I believe so. I think obviously there could have been a lot more. We were there for weeks. So I think that for how long I was there and obviously how many of us there are, like we all need, you know, a share of the show. Um, I didn't think I'd come off that badly, to be honest with you. So yeah, pretty happy with it. No, I felt that you were fairly represented. Like I've interviewed a lot of reality TV stars like yourself, and I always feel like that they do a pretty good job as best as they can letting people know who you are as a person. Now, you were, I would say, a late arriver to the show. You kind of came in towards the middle. How did they decide that that was going to be the way we would be introduced to you. Do you have a say in that or do they kind of have the whole show mapped out and then they say, now Lydia, you're going to come in at this point. I mean, how was that all decided? So it's very kind of wishy-washy. When I got on the show, we knew nothing. We literally didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a late arrival. I just assumed that I was going to be on the show and that was that type of thing. And I actually got a text message the day before they asked me to fly out to Mexico. So they'd already filmed a week and a half before they asked me to fly out. So they were literally gauging what was already going on in the villa, the types of people. And they knew that David was single. They knew that I was David's type. So they purposely flew me out for him. Hopefully that that was going to work. And luckily it did. Um, So it wasn't like the producers had any sort of right, this is going to happen and these people are going to get with these people. It was really, well, reality. And then they were just kind of filling the bits by flying me out, by flying Corey out, who they knew Chloe would like. And Madison's just a free spirit. So I feel like definitely Matthew was her kind of vibe, but obviously that didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I feel like they do a good job at keeping it as real as possible by making the effort to fly the right people out at the right times. How long is an application process? Because I've seen you on other things before. How long was the application process for this for you from the time that you applied to when you got accepted? Or did they reach out to you because of your being an influencer on social media? How does that part work? So for me, it was a bit different because I didn't actually intentionally apply for the show. I had been on other shows, like you said. So a producer that worked on my other shows was working on this one. And she said, like, Lydia, please come and just make an audition tape for us. Because I wasn't really feeling it at first because I didn't know what it was. I wasn't about doing something I didn't know the format of or even what, like, social channel it was going to go on. Um, But I thought, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Did the um, audition and I didn't really hear too much, to be honest with you. It was kind of just like, oh, maybe buy some stuff, but keep the receipt. So it was very like, oh, God, I had no (laughs) idea what was going on. And then, yeah, I got a text and they asked me to fly out to Mexico the next day. Totally unprepared, of course. But for me, it was very quick because February, I did the audition tape and then we flew out in April. So it was super quick. But other people got cast for it in October and didn't fly out till April. So, yeah, it's really dependent on they know what type of people they're looking for and they won't stop until they get those people. So it's cast just like any other television show. And I imagine there for other people, unlike yourself, who obviously have the experience, who have a large social presence on Instagram, Twitter, 
Your YouTube channel is huge, which we'll talk about because I feel like that is a very important part of who you are as a person and a human being. And I think that really kind of gives us a better picture of who you are uh, personally, because we see one side of you. And I know that, like you mentioned, those shows are edited a certain way. I'm sure, you know, everybody has, you know, two or three producers that are assigned to them, talking to them saying, okay, why don't you go, (laughs) you know, but I kind of felt like it was a, I don't know what the British term would be. I don't want to say risque, but just kind of like a more like hot version of The Bachelor, which kind of gives us all what we want to see, but we can't see because it's on network television. And Netflix gets it and goes, here you go. This is what you all dream of. Do you feel that to be true uh, in the same vein? Yeah, I feel like... It is very hard because we all need to be someone on reality D. We all need, we can't all be the good guy. We can't all be the bad guy. Everyone's got to be someone. So I think it's so important for if you are going to do reality TV to literally just be who you are because they can edit this stuff to make you look however they possibly want you to look. You have no say in that whatsoever. It's then what you do with it afterwards. So what you do on your social media channels and things like that, that give your audience or your fans or whoever's still following you that chance to really get to know the real you. So I think just straight off the bat, it's obviously just try and be as much to yourself as you can so they can't use anything against you, but then really (laughs) use the opportunity like Instagram and like YouTube to really get what you want to say across and just be who you are. And it's so important to be like who you genuinely are on social media and stuff because people do follow you and you you don't want to be giving people false hopes or false dreams or them thinking you're someone that you really aren't. So yeah, just it's best just to be honest. Well, I certainly don't feel that way. You are a very wonderful and so sweet. And just when we oh, connected oh, right away, I was like, this is going to be a fun interview. And so thank you for being a part of it. Now we've got the reality show. We've got all of that. It's over now. What are some lessons that you learned? You mentioned earlier on that, you know, for everybody, there are some things that you wish they could have let people know. What are some things about Lydia that you feel like that they could have maybe exposed a little bit more as far as who you are as a person and kind of given you more of a, a different side than kind of how you were portrayed on the show? I think that they did portray me pretty fairly. I think it's just more the in-depthness, if that's the word, sure. that they could have gone with certain things. So um some of the subjects that we talked about, especially around uh, mental health and things like that, when we did some of the challenges, like the word writing challenge, where we painted the words on our body. Um, I expressed quite a lot of emotions about that and things that I'd been through and stuff. So obviously it's not maybe the place and time in that type of reality show to do it. But I think if we, they could have made it longer basically, and they could have put all those nitty gritty, really in-depth things that make us real human beings and show that we all go through, through good things and we all go through some really bad things and just because we're on a tv show we're still normal and we still have a past so I kind of wish that I got to I did explain it at the time obviously but that they did show it but then again at least now I've got my own time and my own way that I can do it and in my own voice and my own I can edit that however I like so maybe it was a blessing in disguise that they cut that out and then I can start from the beginning and explain it in my own way Right. And I feel like that this show in particular, one of the things that I really appreciated about it was that it it kind of brought that element of honesty, you know, that you are a human being, that you are a woman who is powerful and but has been through some stuff. And, you know, it's not just let's make her out to be the bad guy, so to speak, uh, because Shan Boudram, who came on to your island there a couple of times, she's been on my podcast before and I've talked to her. So when I saw her show up, 
I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And I mean, at the time when she came on, she couldn't talk about this because I think it was had already been filmed or was in the process of being filmed. And so, yeah, yeah, we got signed into secrecy. (laughs) Yeah. Non-disclosure, right? That's the number one rule of reality television. Lips (laughs) are sealed. And but I do think that that part was the best because where you got to, you know, they separated the men and they separated the women and you guys had all those different challenges and it you got to see as best as possible this transformation from, you know, this thing. Oh, wow. You know, she's been humanized, which I think is important, which some reality shows, I think, kind of twists a little bit. But this one kind of made us go, oh, wow, you know, and we're all rooting for you. I mean, I was rooting for you from the beginning because when I saw you come on, I was like, oh, man, this is going to uh-huh. be bad news. But it was like... <laughs> And actually turned out very positive. But again, that's reality television. So fantastic. It's over now. You're doing a lot of press. And hopefully this will all be over soon. And we can kind of go back to normal. And maybe we'll get a second season. uh, Because that was just such a fun show that you were a part of. Yeah, I really hope they do 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 a second season. Obviously, I'm assuming that we're not going to be on it. It'll be some brand new people. But I think the whole concept of the show, it's not based around sex and relationships and you have to get with someone. It's it's not about that. It's about like growing yourself as an individual and looking to see why do I do these things in relationships? Why do I not do these certain things in relationships? So yeah, it is a dating show, but it's about the depth of our emotions and how we are the way that, like we are and what things in our past in relationships, for example, have made us maybe make poor decisions in our relationships that are current or in our future relationships. So I think my biggest, my biggest advice though would be anyone going on the show, embrace it. You're not there for fame. You're not there for money. You're there for the experience. And it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like people pay lots of money for counselors to do these things for them and make them open up. And we got to do it on an island in Mexico surrounded by what are now our best friends. So really whoever's going to go on season two which I'm hoping they're going to do I don't know but I'm really hoping so just embrace the whole process and you'll learn so much you wouldn't think that you would learn stuff from being on a reality tv show but no you wouldn't but again having talked to so many different people that have been on shows before I I kind of understand how that whole process works and sometimes they can talk about it and sometimes they can't and then they're like well you know, let's just talk about it (laughs) because (laughs) obviously we know that what we're seeing is just a very small snapshot of you, Lydia, as a human being. But now we have this opportunity in this platform as a podcast to really get to know you better. Now, I don't want to bury the headline here. I want to switch gears and talk about really your YouTube channel and your campaign for body positivity and just really being the best version of yourself how long have you had your YouTube channel? Because it's, I think it's been around for a while. And what is your message that you are trying to get out to men or to women who are now discovering you and wanting to connect with you and be a part of your world? Yeah, so I've had my um, YouTube channel for a couple of years, but initially it was just kind of my work channel. So previously to Too Hot to Handle, I was in the boxing and MMA world. So I made a lot of videos for that. Um, but now that I have the chance to have a platform and people kind of listen to me, I guess. I really want to just be myself and talk about things that I care about and that people are sometimes scared to talk about. I think it's really important to just be honest and open. And body positivity is really important to me, not just as a girl, but obviously guys as well. And I think that 
the other girls on the show were beautiful and I felt so much bigger than them and I know I'm not but this thing's all in my head and that's that's a normal feeling for girls a lot of girls feel that way so I really want to kind of hit home with that to say that you don't need to be a certain type of person to have these doubts and especially about body confidence and self-confidence in general um and then kind of just say love yourself and the whole point of me making videos to my YouTube channel is not just to sit here and say, yeah, love yourself. It's this easy. It's to give people tips and advice on different you can do. Because rather than just preach something, you really, like, you should prove it. Prove that you do these things that help other people. Um, so that's really important to me. And not just in body confidence, but I'm going to do some videos on mental health and all the things that I've experienced in my life and how they could potentially, even just a tiny bit of advice or a little bit of facts that might help someone in the future. Well, you're very approachable in that way. Now, you mentioned mental health, which I think is something that is a very important topic, but I feel like sometimes it's a little taboo because people don't like to talk about it because it's not pretty sometimes. And especially now with this state that our country is in, and this will obviously air before the quarantine ends, so it's not super evergreen in the sense of it won't be outdated. But on the topic of mental health, you you talk about that a lot. Now, and on the show, we've got little pieces of that as well. But what were some of the steps that you were able to take, Lydia, to kind of recognize that this is an important topic and how you can help other people get the help that they need and not be afraid to just ask? I think that mental health is a taboo subject because the things that lead us to having poor mental health aren't good. And they're all very, very personal to us. So I think the fear of asking for help is the fear of then having to explain why you are the way you are and why what things have happened in your life to then make you maybe get have depression or get anxiety. So I feel like if we kind of don't want to say normalize, but then again, so many people have it. They just don't talk about it. Mm. And it's like it's like one in four adults experience depression in their lifetime. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I live with my mum, my dad, my sister and me when I was younger. So one of us is going to get it, you know, and that's probably the same for every household. So I think that it's really, the way I look at it is if you go through something in life, it's, it's a wasted experience if you then don't use what you went through to try and help other people with it. And I think mental health, because it is so close to home, like I've suffered with it quite badly when I was younger. Um, you know, it's just, if we can help each other, why wouldn't you? You'd help someone if they fell over and cut their knee. So what's the difference if... Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I've struggled with it on certain levels as well, going yeah. through a divorce and, and being a single father and just not really knowing what mm. the future is going to be like. And now, now my yeah. son, he's almost six and it's obviously, it's worked out well. We've been fine. But that moment where you're just like, oh man... There's no end in sight for this, you know, and it just takes one phone call or one email or one visit to, to talk to somebody. And I feel like we live in this society where there's so many resources. I mean, you can get a, a counselor on your cell phone. You just text them and they'll respond back. And even just the idea of talking to somebody that first time is important because then there's a weight lifted off your shoulders, would you say, and you can just kind of breathe a little bit. Yeah, 100%. I, I think the first steps in dealing with mental health is taking the weight off your shoulder, just telling a counsellor, even a friend or family member, just lifting that weight will be able to kind of clear your mind to think about dealing with whatever it is that you have and maybe kind of realizing why do I have this? What changes can I make for it? But initially you need to release that pressure and by telling someone is the way to do that. And especially 
in this isolation quarantine situation and people have so much fear for the world people who have never experienced any sort of mental health problems probably will do now in even if it's in a tiny extent or in a really really large extent so I think now we kind of are in tune with each other and realize that actually nothing drastic needs to happen for me to get anxiety or be depressed or do you see what I mean so I feel like now we kind of all understand that mental health is everyone has it whether it's good or bad that we can maybe start kind of talking about it a bit more and understanding each other and giving each other the time like there's nothing wrong with you people have like a fear over it it's like oh god don't they're a bit sad like be careful be careful and I'm like mm, yeah but everything's gotten over with it with time it takes time but there's nothing wrong with them you know no, their brain no. just a little bit and that's okay right and it's probably best to address those things and talk about them before you go on a reality television show because I yeah. imagine that could bring highlight a lot of things, you know, especially when you're being matched with a person and you know that obviously for you, it's worked out quite well, but you know, you could get involved with somebody and realize that, oh man, I didn't know that I had this, this, this thing that I was dealing with and I really need to get help and figure it out. Wonderful. Wow. This has been so fun. One last question before we wrap up here. Just kind of, you have this platform, you, you're able to reach the masses. What advice would you give to somebody listening, Lydia, who might be struggling with mental health or maybe body positivity or just kind of trying to figure out life right now that can be so difficult for them and, and maybe kind of help them to get to that next step? So I think equally, my first two bits of advice are, one, you're not alone. You know, any thought anybody has, someone else, at least one person on the planet has thought it or been through it or something, you are never, ever alone. And secondly, just voice it. Like we said earlier, the weight off your shoulders, you you don't realize what a difference that makes just telling someone or even writing it down, write it down on a bit of paper and send it to your mum. Any sort of kind of release, because the more you build stuff up, you just like the tension is just you know, it can become unbearable. So I think once you've done those things, also then take the time to understand that things build up. So there's a reason why you aren't body confident and there's a reason why you might have some sort of mental health issues. So it's more about kind of like, don't be afraid to look into your past to be able to look to your future because these things take time and allow them to take time. You're allowed to be sad sometimes. You're allowed to be worried sometimes. You know, let give yourself time to heal. Wonderful. Lydia, thank you. How can people connect with you on social media? Where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram and I'm on YouTube and it's just my name, Lydia Clymer. Um, so yeah, take that in. Give me a follow and a like. And I try to respond to as many messages and as many comments as I can because all my fans and all my audience are so amazing. And I'm so grateful to have everybody here on this journey with me. And if you haven't watched Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, you need to, but make sure you watch it after the kids go to bed. <laughs> that's all yes, I can say. Yes, just in case. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Lydia, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was fantastic. Thank you. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers.